is up, everybody? I am back for another Through My Eyes podcast. This is your host, Nick Evans. I hope everyone had a great week. It is Sunday, May 16th, and today we are going to be talking about sports. If you guys don't know, this channel is a sports channel where I talk about majority basketball, football, uh, if there's big news in boxing, tennis, uh, swimming, Olympics, something like that. I'll talk about it. But mainly, it's basketball and football and just news in general that's kind of interested me uh, throughout the week. I try to put out two podcasts a week. If I don't, uh, I'll just have one really long one. This week, I put out two. So this is my second one. I put out the first one Monday. Some people count Sunday as um, in American calendar, Sunday is the start of the um, week and Mexican calendars, Monday is. So it's kind of, but I count Monday as the first day of the week because Sunday is still considered a weekend day. All right, I'm getting way too off subject. Let's get into the news. Last night was the Hall of Fame um, memorial ceremony. And we're going to talk about that last because that's probably the most significant, most important thing that's happened this past week in sports. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, y'all. Oh, and one more thing, like I said before, if any of you guys want to come in and debate with me, just talk mess, uh, have something that you want to say, think you are right, think I'm wrong, come on here and debate with me, please. I want more people to express their thoughts on this. This is this is going to be this is an open platform for anybody. Doesn't matter what you guys want to talk about. It doesn't have to be sports. Just hit me up with an interesting topic and we'll talk about it. I'll research a little bit so I'm not uh, blank on the topic and then we'll just get into it. So like I said, hit me up if you guys want to join me on this. It's that simple. It's it's as simple as downloading the Anchor app and uh, accepting the link I sent you. I'm not going to go into a whole spiel on Anchor because I literally, (laughs) there's an ad for that's in some of these videos so or some of these podcasts as you guys will hear. All right. Again, without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, some news that kind of affected me, not affected, but I kind of got upset about was, okay, Chris Webber and TNT have parted ways right before the NBA playoffs. So we don't even get um, Chris Webber during the NBA playoffs. Uh, This dude is probably one of the best announcers we have in our game, especially on the TNT broadcast network. Other than Chuck, uh, Shaq, Ernie, and Kenny, Chris is probably the is the next best thing. The team they have up there is solid. The old uh, the old fools they have, but Chris Webber is probably my favorite player that they have up there. I like Steve Smith. I like uh, what's his name? What's her brother's name? Uh, Jim Jackson. But Chris Webber is my favorite. He is actually a great. All those guys were good basketball players, but Chris Webber is a slept-on, power forward, great power forward of his era, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, bro, was that guy. He was one of the original um, stretch four power fours that no one really talks about. He was a ball, He was part of the Fab Five at Michigan, um, played for the Warriors, played for the Wizards, played for the, uh, what team, what's, he played for the Kings, was on a dominant Kings team that the only, t- the only reason that, that Kings team didn't, didn't win a championship was because of Shaq and Kobe. And that is a big reason. So that just just to um, back up my point, Chris Webber, it's sad to see him go. 
Uh, I love his viewpoint on the game. Again, he's one of my favorite uh, big men to watch. Growing up, I was always the big kid. So big men, most of my favorite players are big men. Most of my favorite players growing up were big men. Kobe Bryant is the only exception just because he was a Laker. Derek Fisher and Kobe are like the only exception because that was like my favorite backcourt growing up. That's like the only exception uh, to the rule. All right. Now let's get into some standings with the NBA season coming to a close. I'm um, sorry for that noise that actually affected y'all. That was me hitting my pencil against my hand. With the NBA season coming to a close, we have teams that obviously have clinched their playoff spots and teams that uh, have clinched the play-in. So let's get into that. At first seed, we have the East. The, the East. The first seed for the East. For the first seed for the East, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. Next, we have Brooklyn Nets. Third, Milwaukee Bucks. Fourth, Atlanta Hawks. I actually think that flipped around. Okay, I'm leaving the recording app. Hopefully, it doesn't uh, stop the recording. Last time I did this, it can stop the recording. And my laptop is way too slow to try to attempt. Let me just go to the standings real quick. Because I wrote these notes a couple days ago. And I think, like two days ago. And I believe, I don't, I don't think the Hawks are the four seed anymore. All right, see, this is, let me read off the things for y'all. All right, so we got um, Philly at the first spot, Brooklyn at the second spot, Milwaukee at the third spot, uh, New York Knicks at the fourth spot. Haven't clinched a playoff spot since 2013. That's thanks to the top five MVP candidate, Julius Randle. Uh, for sure, he should be the most improved player. I talked about him last um, last week or earlier this week in my, vid, in my uh, other podcast. Bro's averaging 25, 10, and 6. Or 25, 10, and 4. I can't um one of those. He's just hooping. Like they're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference at a 40 and 31 record. So just give my man Julius Randle's flowers for that. Let's get back into the standings. Atlanta sitting at the fifth spot, and then you got Miami sitting at the sixth spot. And now for the play-in tournament, we have the Boston Celtics, the Charlotte Hornets, the Washington Wizards, and the Indiana Pacers. So that means the Boston Celtics and Charlotte are going to play each other and Washington and Indiana are going to play each other. Now for the West, we have Utah at number one, Phoenix at number two, Denver at number three, Clippers at number four, Dallas at number five. And now this is, and now we'll, I'll talk about the play and then I'll talk about where the, the interesting stuff. Uh, Golden State at number eight, Memphis at number nine, and the Spurs at number 10. Now this is where I get in. Now this is where it gets interesting. Portland and Lakers both have to win their games. I mean, the Lakers have to win their game today and Portland has to lose. They're both sitting at 41 and 30. LeBron and AD are back for the Lakers. They hooped last game against the Pacers. LeBron came up clutch for the Lakers. AD played great the whole game, playing at an elite level at both ends of the floor, looking like the old AD from the Pelicans. As a Lakers fan, it's so exciting to see. It looks like we could possibly go back to back. But go back to what I was saying. Portland is also 41 and 30. They're playing the Denver Nuggets. They did lose to the Denver Nuggets earlier this week. So if they lose to the Denver Nuggets, the Lakers take over that sixth spot. And Portland falls to the seventh spot. And they will be playing the Golden State Warriors. And Memphis will be playing the San Antonio Spurs still. Now that would be a crazy matchup. Dame versus Curry in a play-in tournament. This play-in tournament is so great. Uh, LeBron saying it was dumb. He was just hating because the Lakers were a low seed. But this is interesting. We've got uh, players going all out at the end of the season. The Wizards are getting 
this is literally the teams that are going to be in the play-in tournament. Just star-studded names. We have Steph Curry, Jean Morant, uh, Popovich and the Spurs, and possibly LeBron and AD or uh, Damon CJ. That's just for the West. And for the East, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker, rookie phenom LaMelo Ball, and uh, Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier, who's been going off this year. He's been slept on. He's having his best career here. He's averaging 20 points per game, shooting very efficient from the field goal range and three-point range. But because Romello is such a great rookie, people are kind of overlooking Terry Rozier. But he's a big part of the success of this Charlotte Hornets team. So we have LaMelo in the Charlotte Hornets with Terry Rozier in the squad. Uh, Like I said, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill, that probably the best backcourt in the NBA right now at that nine spot. And then we have Sabonis and Carol Savard, who's been going off for the Pacers at that 10 spot. So you just have star studded talent all throughout the playing tournament. So I believe the playing tournament was a great idea. Uh, I know that ESPN NBA analysts have said this a lot, but it's just, we get to see the best players more. And that's just fun to see, or we get to see all-star players from all around more. And that's just fun to see. Okay. So now that I've talked about the standings, let's, yeah, the regular season ends today. So regular season ends May 16th. Playoffs start uh, the 22nd. The Pelicans are, now let's talk about the teams that are officially eliminated. Pelicans are officially eliminated. Kings, and of course the Timberwolves are 22 and 49 are officially eliminated. We'll talk about some signings. The Nets signed Mike James for the remainder of the season. Warriors signed Juan Toscano Anderson to a multi-year contract. He's averaged 5.5 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 2.7 assists. And he's also at a five-block, five-seal game. And Draymond Green is the only other player on the Warriors to do that. So even though he's a 27-year-old uh, sophomore, they have faith in um, Juan Toscano. And he every time I watch the Warriors play, he seems like he's doing well for them. So I believe that is a good pickup. Uh, now. Now injuries, Jalen Brown is out for the season with a uh, hamstring injury, and Oladipo is out for the year with a surgery, and he could be out for next year too. Now, even though Oladipo is out for the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat in their last 10 games um, are 8-2. and two. They're on a four-game winning streak, and they're 39-31. and 31. No, that could – they're probably not 39-31. and 31. They're 39-32. and 32. Yeah, they're 39-32. and 32. Jimmy Butler is leading the way in uh, clutch, clutch-wise. He's one of the clutchest players in the league right now. Uh, he embodies the Mamba mentality for sure. Bam Adebayo is a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. I didn't have him in my top five for Defensive Player of the Year. And speaking of those lists, the last thing, or before I get into the Hall of Fame speech, I might just say my, who I think Sixth Man of the Year should be because I didn't, make, I didn't uh, talk about my Sixth Man of the Year candidates in my previous... Um, podcast so let's get into the hall of fame oh one more thing the nets big oh i forgot i literally got distracted and forgot about talking about the miami heat let me neck myself so yeah bam Adebayo and jimmy butler are the really the anchors of that miami heat squad and i wouldn't sleep on them they could possibly take the heat far in the playoffs and that would be really dope to see because they're just, they're just hoopers. 
All right, one more thing before the Hall of Fame. Oh, and before the um, who I think should win six man. The Nets' big three are back. They played versus the Bulls. They've only played nine games together, and I, and that's why I really do believe that the 76ers are going to come out the East because they have only played nine games together. So that that is not really that effective as a basketball team. I know they're three of the best offensive talents ever, but nine games together, that's not a lot of chemistry to build. That's not a lot of time to build chemistry. So hopefully for them it works out, but that's why I have Philly coming out the East. Okay, now time to get into the Hall of Fame speeches. Okay, KG, thanks. People, the players that were inducted, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, the late great Kobe Bryant, and Tamika Catchings, coaches, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, and Rudy Tomjanovich. KG, thanks all his family, coaches, thanks his team, um, and his team, of course, both of his teams, the Timberwolves and the Celtics, told everyone to thank his mom for his hunger and aggression and love for the game of basketball because he watched how his mom um, enjoyed her craft and put everything into her craft, so he did the same for basketball. He thanked Paul Pierce, uh, Ray Allen. He said that Paul Pierce, not he didn't thank Ray Allen because Ray Allen still had beef. <laughs> he thanked... Uh, he thanked Rajon Rondo and Paul Pierce. He said um, he expects to see Paul Pierce up there next year. And now we know Paul Pierce is an, induct, an inductee for the 2020, 2021, I mean, 2022 Hall of Fame class. So props to Paul Pierce on that one. He thanks all his former Minnesota Timberwolves teammates. Uh, mentioned Doc Rivers, Danny Ainge. And that was about it. Also, thanks Timmy. And Kobe for all the great battles they had. It brought out the best in him. That's the same thing pretty much what Tim Duncan said. Tim Duncan thanked his family, uh, his uh, his kids, his wife. Made a very heartfelt speech about how he can't wait to see his kids grow up. He was tearing up on that. So that was very touching to see. Um, now, Tamika Catchings. Th- this one um, had me tearing up as well. Uh, not as much as the last one, but... I mean, the one I'm about to talk about, but Tamika Catchings, I didn't know she had a hearing impairment. I didn't know she had a speech, um, a speech impairment and did all that. Still made it to WNBA, still was a WNBA champion, still uh, Olymp- like a couple time Olympic gold medalist. Still led her team to the finals multiple times, still led her team to the playoffs, 13 out of the 15 seasons of her career um, for the Indiana Fever. She was just a straight-out bucket, One led the WNBA in steals for her whole career, is the leader in steals for all time for the WNBA, is an is a MVP. She is that uh, girl. She is that woman. She is the super um, heroine that she was talking about, about, that she looked up to. She is that for future girls and girls that looked up to her. She is really that type of hooper. So it was really great to hear her story. And now, last but not least, Vanessa Bryant, talking for uh, the late great Kobe Bryant. She gave a very heartfelt, heartfelt speech, um, talking about how Kobe is probably up in heaven right now, saying, "Ain't this some shit?" She was, to me, embodying Kobe's mentality, saying, "Kobe, we should thank Kobe for this. Kobe should thank himself for this, for getting himself here, because." 
He obviously thanks his fans, obviously thanks his um, competitors, but Kobe's the one who brought himself there, and that's just facts. It just brought me back to um, early 2000s, mid-2010s. I mean, early 2010s, Kobe's in his interviews where he just embodied, like, confidence and just being that killer. So that speech really um, got to me. I was crying. I was shedding man tears, but Vanessa was up there strong. Vanessa's one of the strongest women I've ever seen. Props to her. She lost her daughter, her husband, and she's still up there raising her um, amazing daughters. They're going to be great people. Sorry, I'm lost for words. It's just a touchy subject. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said before, if you want to debate, if you want, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, hit me up on Instagram. It's the same account name as this through my eyes, eyes with two S's. All right, y'all. Deuces.